Whoa, 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 guys, what's going on? Is everybody safe? Is everybody safe? I'm sure you're all aware of the crazy riots going on in La La Land. And I heard Michael told me he said Minneapolis as well, but you know, I'm just focusing on our neck of the woods. I'm glad, praise report, my sister at the DG, uh, she lives in downtown LA, downtown LA, downtown LA. And uh, I kicked it with her once, maybe a week ago, and it was pretty hectic over there. Um, but everybody was running around, and now, just last evening, things like looting, and people are, you know, starting fires, but I think the fires are minimal. It's just, I think it was, yeah, things are get, getting crazy. And I think, uh, I think the people are, um, are a little anxious, they're a little um, ignorant. <laughs> okay, what, what do I think about it? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's very stressful times for people as um, you know, they try to figure out what's going on in their mind, in their head, and um, you and me both know, it's, it's not good to like loot and set stuff on fire. But I think the more nuanced conversation is that it's interesting to see who's protecting who and how. You know, it's interesting that, you know, groups of young African-American men are protecting Caucasian, Hispanic police officers. It's cool that white people and Asian people are protecting black people. It's very, it's just very good to know that everyone's doing what they can to chip in and use their platform to raise awareness and get woke and find out what's really at the heart of the matter you know really go deep and find out what the what is going on so i hope you guys are okay i'm uh i checked in on my at the dg and she's fine she actually you know the i feel like holy spirit impressed her to get out of there um and she she's hanging out with a friend in vegas and that's so good i'm so glad she's out of this city Anyways, I'm going to get a jump in the one-year Bible, and I want you guys to know that no matter when there are wars or rumors of wars and things are really hectic and crazy, you know, we just have to keep walking with God, and we have to um, keep praying harder, and so we can really have peace above the riots. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that chain letter. I got it from my... Okay, so... Long story short, I have an auntie that's like 11 years old. And I think I, did we meet her at Oshkosh? Charmy? Maybe, I think we might have. Uh, she's from Toronto. And she was the first person that sent me that chain letter. And I told her, I was like, I think I'm gonna be the one to break the chain letter. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to, but yes. And then I called her and I told her, I apologized to her. I was like, I think it's gonna break with me. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm glad that you guys are re bringing up awareness on Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. I'm glad that. Um, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys are smart. I'm glad that you guys are discerning, and you're asking all the right questions, like trying to discover what are what does a Christian do in times like these. 
So, I'm going to get in the Bible, and maybe the Bible will say something cool. I'm just glad everybody's safe. Stay home. Interact online. Get smart. Do some push-ups. Just get some water. And if you do go out, you know, just chill. Realize that it's really interesting. Yeah, I went out with the Kuyas on Friday night to the place. They, uh, Theo had a his birthday party like a year or two back at some bowling alley. And me and the older Kuyas were out getting food. And then I looked at the bowling alley and it was open. I'm like, what? What is, why? Why is this bowling alley open? It must be an essential exercise for some people. But anyways, it's so funny. Uh, Six miles away in downtown LA, people are rioting. And then six miles away up in uh, Honolulu Street, Aloha. um, People are thinking it's essential to go bowling. It's very weird, very weird. very weird times so let's just get in the bible and get on with our day and we know we can't get on with our day unless we get up in this word and say hey jesus checking in what do you want to tell me today what do you want to tell me and am i listening and it's may 31 so good to get back in the bible with you my Pathfinders. All right, fam. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Queer Matt Podcast, where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in, chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts. All right, uh, May 31st. Ooh, that means it's going to be June soon. So interesting. Who's graduating? Are any of you guys graduating? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys are graduating. I know uh, Ethan's graduating from kindergarten, but um, other than that, let me know. Uh, Eighth grade graduations, kindergarten graduations, high school graduation, college graduations. At the Merrill graduated um, from grad school. Anyways, so we have someone that started all the way to the bottom, kindergarten graduation, all the way to the top, like at the Merrill, and she's on um, uh, the master's tip. So when you see her, you have to call her Master Merrill. No, I'm trying. that's not how that works. But it's, it's really funny how I think that that's how that works. Okay, uh, May 31st, John 19. Ooh, interesting. It starts off with soldiers. All right, so we're reading John 19, 23 to 42. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among the four of them. Hey, not cool, soldiers. They also took his robe, also not cool, but it was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said, rather than tearing it apart, let's gamble for it. For it is said, and then that was a, that was a, this fulfilled the scripture that says, they divided my garments among themselves and threw dice for my clothing. 
that's what they did. It actually happened. It's so funny to know that Old Testament prophecy uh, starts to describe every little aspect of Jesus's life. You just start to see it's like a deeper and deeper and deeper, deeper, infinite loop into how, 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 how divine Jesus was. Superhuman, 100% human, 100% divine. And I'll think about that for a little bit. Continuing on to read in verse 25. It says, standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sisters. Ah, they're watching him get crucified. That's sad. Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple, he loved. So that was Jesus' favorite um, disciple, John. Uh, He said to her, dear woman, here is your son. He basically said, yo, you got son duty roles. You have to obey her. You have to love her. You have to take care of her. You have to support her. That's your job now. I'm being crucified. They're xing me out. And I need someone to take care of my family. So he gave that responsibility to his best friend, his favorite disciple, John. And he said to his disciple, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Wow. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill scripture, he said, I'm thirsty. He's thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. Wow, he had over himself like that it was the day of preparation so it was friday and the jewish leaders didn't want the body hanging there the next day which was the sabbath and a very special sabbath because it was the passover oh weird how that lined up huh passover lamb jesus get it okay so they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken then their bodies could be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you also can believe. These things happen in fulfillment of the scripture that say none of his bones will be broken and they will look on the one they pierced. Okay, the throwback reference is like oh, when uh, in the Jewish economy, when they were uh, bringing, asking for forgiveness for sins in the sanctuary, they realized that when they did wrong things, when they did shameful things, it was really, um, really a bummer. So they would have to make, put their money where their mouth is and be super serious about how when they did something wrong, um, they, they they took their guilt and they had a perfect lamb or a perfect dove or whatever they had, but they had the best that they could possibly, their offering, their sacrifice. And so Jesus is likened to a perfect, um, perfect white lamb, perfect, pure, pure lamb that didn't have any broken bones. So it was the best of the best that they had. So when in the Jewish economy of the sanctuary, which is uh, the most awesome thing to study, um, to get their sins forgiven, they had to go 
to they would have to go to they would have to go to the middle of their camp and everybody would see them walking with their little lamb their prized possession so whatever your prized possession is the number one thing that you had your pet gosh maybe the lamb was even their pet for some of them your prized possession and you would have to bring it to the priest the pastor and then he will do this thing where he places you and him would place your hands on the animal it's living and breathing and you would transfer like you close your eyes and you would say lord that sin of that bad thing that i did i now have to i transfer it to this baby lamb this baby lamb didn't do anything super sad i know i could imagine some of you guys are saying why why did you have to do that to that lamb and so he transfers the sin from the, the pastor can help you deal with your with your guilt and deal with your shame and realize you could put it on Jesus. Anyway, so what happened was it, it, there's more fulfillment of prophecy. And so that's what happened when you transfer your 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 bad feelings and your negative emotions and your sad thoughts and your selfishness and your meanness and your bullying, whatever it is that you're is. Um, is keeping you from walking with Jesus more fully and you are aware of it and then you transfer it to Jesus and then what happens to Jesus then he dies <laughs> he dies he got crucified on the cross so hopefully the story doesn't end here after Joseph of Arimathea who had been a secret disciple ooh, Jesus had secret disciples that's an interesting concept and not only was he a secret disciple but he was a secret influencer disciple he was like this guy had money um, because he feared the Jewish leaders, but he was still kind of like he was just on the fence. He didn't want to uh, follow Jesus publicly, but he was a secret disciple. Um, he asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus's body from the cross, down from the cross. And uh, when Pilate gave him permission, Joseph came out and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. He brought 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes following Jewish burial custom. They wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so because it was the day of preparation, I wonder how they did all this on Friday. And then since it was a day of preparation for their Jewish Passover feast, and since the tomb was closed at hand, they laid Jesus there. I'm sorry, guys. This is a really cliffhanger. But we... I'm not going to go on and read some more. We have to wait till tomorrow. So, Jesus died on the cross. He fulfilled a lot of prophecies from the Old Testament, which are really fun to study. The sanctuary message is a really cool illustration of, to help us understand what Jesus was, who he was, what he said he would do, and that he he came here to die for our our sins. And in another way, he came here to die so that we could have life, basically. But we're not living our life since we're sad and we're angry and we're jealous and we're self, I don't know, any, whatever, whatever, I don't know what you guys are necessarily going through, but um, there's something keeping you from walking with Jesus and having a life that makes you happy. Whatever that thing is in your life, you can give it to Jesus and he'll take it away and he'll give you life 
and he'll give you a purpose and he'll make you a better pathfinder and he'll make you a better Bible student and he'll make you a better prayer warrior. And then, you know, as you realize who you are, just like Jesus realized who he was and what his mission was on earth, because he says, follow me, be my disciple. So a disciple is someone that does everything that their master does. So, um, yeah, (laughs) a disciple is someone that um, says, hey, master, what am I supposed to do to get my um, physical body right? Right. So I I started doing jujitsu training. I never had a tennis coach. I was a kid when I had a tennis coach. So, to help you understand this illustration, it's like um, you have, you're on your basketball team and your coach tells you what it is you need to do. So, you ask your coach, Coach, how do I be a better teammate? How do I shoot better? How do I rebound better? Or how do I play better? Or like Joseph. Joseph is my coach when it comes to the weights. You know, we, we went out one time when we were at an Oshkosh and he helped me. Uh, we went to the YMCA, and then he showed me what it was I was supposed to do, how many plates, how many reps, how often I had to do it, and what food I had to eat. You know, I haven't been consistent in that, obviously, because I'm a fatty. But, yeah, it's the concept. So there are people out there where you could ask for advice, and then when you find your, your favorite teacher, you just want to hang out with that guy at, or girl as much as possible. And you're saying... Teach me your ways. All right, to make this honest, obvious, you know, who do I fanboy? I'm a biggest fanboy of this guy named Devon Franklin. And he did he, he did Karate Kid, the, the second one, with Jaden uh, Smith. And um, he did, I don't know what else he did, but he, he did, he does stuff. And, but I'm interested in him because he's a Christian filmmaker producer so for example i would do anything so i buy all of his books i listen to all of his recordings i follow him on instagram all the time and i want to do everything that he does so i don't know if you follow him but i used to follow him a lot but you know he he, it kind of got to a place where he, he basically like um as you level up you need to find more um more relevant or immediate coaches so I'm like oh why do I keep um, trying to get influenced and taught by this guy that I don't know versus I'm sure that there's got to be other people around me that are doing kind of the same thing so that they could help me um, do what I need to do so for example um, and this is the concept of being a disciple or finding someone that influences you and when they influence you you do what they say you live like they live you um your 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 time and your life is structured so that you could have the same results that that person has so that's what you did so when jesus had his disciples he said live with me eat what i eat do what i do pray like i pray live like i live and then you'll have the same results and better. And he said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit ahead. <laughs> okay, slow down, slow down. He says, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to be able to hear his voice and do the things that he did. And it's uh, pretty amazing. So if you want a, if you really consider yourself a follower of Jesus, you'll go with him wherever he goes. You'll be able to listen to him. And you'll be able to do the things that he does 
so he could be spiritually powerful. So it's our chance and goal that as we continue to read the Bible, we will um, start to discover who we are and who Jesus was and the type of relationship he wants to have with us. And we can continue um, walking with him and doing cool new stuff. So that's the goal. All right. Um, I hope everybody stays safe and and is is doing well. Text me. Let me know what's up. If you guys are scared about the riots or whatever else is going on, um, you can just text me or we can FaceTime chat. But I hope you guys are getting in your Bible as well. And I hope you guys are praying as well. And I hope you guys are enjoying being Pathfinders, even when we don't have Pathfinder class. I hope you're enjoying studying about nature and studying about exercise, um, even though we can't be together. So I'm encouraging you. I'm rooting for you. I want you guys to have amazing, fun lives despite quarantine, despite COVID, despite Black Lives Matters issues, and despite all the craziness that's going on in the world, I know in a special place that when you get your mind right by reading your Bible and praying every day, you will get um, not only smarter, but you'll start having more peace and more purpose so that um, you could be, um, be everything that you're supposed to be. All right, this is the goals. This is the facts. And, uh, okay, bye. Welcome to the Queen Matt Podcast, where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, Let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in, chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts.